Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh boy. Here we go. Cue Dan Stutler. I get so tired of crying and whining. Is this thing on? <laughs> I can never get enough volume. <laughs> never get enough volume. Never. There ain't much sense in fooling around tonight, is there? No, I want to jump right into this. And yes, this thing's on. Jump right into bed before clock's on. That's awful. That's bad when you have to crawl into bed with socks. I hate that. Ugh. We might as well jump right in. Yes. Um, how do I start this? I don't know what to... Let's just go. Dan Stutler. Yeah. There we go. Are we going to label it that Dan Stutler? I don't know if we should put Dan Stutler's name in the title. We'll make <laughs> no. it easier for him to find. Hey. People to find. <laughs> Here's the thing. Dan Stutler's been doing a lot of attacking lately. Yeah, he's done like, what, two sermons in a row, I think it was? Like one one night and the other one the next night or something, talking about Discord on Facebook. Here's what happened recently. Let me also make this very clear right up front. I have no animosity towards Dan Stutler. No. I don't. We we appreciate it. We appreciate the entertainment. (laughs) Listen, in all seriousness, I don't want it to be construed that we are have some kind of vendetta against him. Against him, that at least on my, I don't know about y'all. Y'all, no. might, have, y'all might hate his guts. I don't. Know. No, not at all. I don't not think I've ever all. met the man. I just know the stuff that he have. said on Facebook or YouTube. I've actually met him. It's been several, several years ago, but he was actually a really nice man, and and I have I have no problem with him whatsoever. I really don't have a problem with any of man. I'm as calm as a cucumber, man. I really yeah. yet had this pleasure. I, I have, <laughs> I'm not upset a bit. I'm not here to say that Dan Stetler is not a believer in Christ. No. What I'm here to do is to say uh, I very, very strongly disagree with what Dan Stetler says. You know and what he has said recently. Something that has come to mind too, Absolutely. and one reason why we're doing this, and um. I'm not above reaching out to him too and saying, Hey, like, what do you mean by doing this? You're hurting people. Um, the Bible says, be, be prepared to give an answer of yourself. There are people that thinks that 
we should read John Baker's on my rear end. I'll just <laughs> to reach out to Dan Stetler and Jim Plank and ask them to be on the show. Okay. All we can do is ask, Phil. I have learned in life all you can do is ask, and you might get it. And I'm just going to say that because he did not mention scripture one time in, right. his, in his little teaching, I have several verses prepared oh, to share. I am a firm believer in the book of Titus. It has become my favorite book ever. Titus. Plumeratus. Titus. <laughs> Jerry So when we get there. Titus with arthritis. Oh. <laughs> I like it. So I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll Where is the car crash at? I have oh. it ready. Oh, oh you do need that. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Right, that's a very important point that you make. Yes. Because yeah. the lack of scripture in this is definitely it's, it's appalling. It's definitely. I don't think that I don't think there was any, honestly. I think it was really just a bunch of ranting, to be honest. It was a bunch of childish hey, name calling. Let's just call it as it is. It was childish what? name calling. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was very hypocritical, I felt like. And I don't really like I I you can't use the word hypocrite lightly. Like you can't. But when you're going to go off and say in the beginning how much of a crybaby we are and, and you know, we are just so we just, pathetic yeah, we just and, you know, and, then, yeah, and, then, and then at the end say, well, I'm not going to call out mean, ugly men. <laughs> are you joking me right now? Are you kidding let's me? Let's play it. Oh, yeah. Let, yeah let's, let's just play, play the clip. Play a lot clip. of people that listen, I think they already know what we're talking about. This has blown up a little bit lately. Yes. Over on uh, Berean Holiness's Facebook page. Also, if you're Watch interested in having the um, link to this message so you oh, can watch it for yourself, so you can know that it is not edited by us. We have not tampered with evidence. Well, we've, t- we've taken um, clips, but <laughs> no. you, this way you can prove to yourself that the clips right. are in context. Correct. Let me give a little context. This was preached at the time we're recording this. It is September the 13th. This is Tuesday, right? Just Tuesday? Yes, today's Tuesday. This was preached Sunday night at the Pennsylvania Traveling IHC Convention. Whatever. IHC. And this is for those that aren't familiar. They, they have main IHC in Gatlinburg, and then they have these smaller meetings all around the country. This, was, uh, this is one of those. So the clips I'm going to play are actually from two separate services. At the this, same place, right? No. Wow. No, two okay. different places. They, it was basically like a traveling revival where they would have one service at one church, and the next night it was at the other church, and so on and so forth. Dan Stetler preached the whole meeting. Shocking. So Attention seeker. <laughs> no, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it because his buddy, his buddy got sick or something like that? Uh, the, the other preacher, I guess, had something yeah, going on. Yeah, had something else going on. Okay. So uh, this wasn't like a one-time ordeal, but this was brought mm-hmm. up. And we're going to play you some clips from both, both services. Let's go. Here's um, here's the one from the, I think this is, I don't know, second night, first night, I don't know. And uh, go. If your head is buried in the sand, you need to get your head out of the sand. Because we live in a society where we're, we're just being pulled in every direction. And if you think that the conservative holiness movement is some kind of a little refuge where that's not happening, you are kidding yourself. We are seeing desperately concerning erosion within the ranks of those who call themselves conservative holiness people. I think they are seeing a lot of erosion. They are. Oh, you know it. 
That's why people are messaging us talking about leaving all the time. Somewhat, but man, you're, I'm still seeing some of these churches. I mean, let's take, uh, we can cut this out, but like, let's take a uh, Whiteford's church, for instance. I was like looking at their crowd the other day. They're still, they're still well in the, uh, over a hundred. Like that's a pretty good conservative church. Yeah. But you think about that versus other churches and other denominations that run two, three, four hundred. Well, I mean, look at yeah. Glad Tidings. They run yeah. 500 just yeah. in one service and they have but, three services. But that, that, those churches, like it is, the CHMs never really seen those kind of numbers. So, That's because they're so, all crap. Well, I agree, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I have. I've Usually, if you see a CHM church running in the hundreds, like, that's, that's usually a pretty strong, you know, church. Look at Clinton Camp. Look at what Clinton Camp has done since me and you Dwindled were just kids, Cam. And, and then you go even yeah. farther back. Mom can remember when she was a kid seeing uh seeing them hit a thousand now you're lucky to have two three hundred oh i'm i'm betting they're having a good day with 300 yeah yeah that that is true that is true i think okay i think maybe some of the uh, some of the denominations uh could be growing I've, I've heard that the bible methodist might be that's because other people from another chm movement are going to go join them they have been pulling <laughs> well, some numbers because of that, yes well, yeah, because they are just they they're still you know they're still CHM, but they they're not as nutty as as others. So people, you know, they don't get transition nu- over there. They don't get nutty until you want to be a part of them. Does that make sense? Because like yes, my dad was looking absolutely. at some of their stuff. If you want to be part of the club, then you have to be, join the nuttiness. But until then, then you gotta, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you start. Then there's like there's more details that yeah that go into yeah. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So anyway, sorry. Okay, continue. My bad. This is live streamed apparently because I got an email from a woman this afternoon in Indi- in central Indiana. And she said, she said, oh, I appreciated what you tried to say and I agree with it. She said, if we don't have the glory of God, our kids are going to walk away. Pause. That is true. Okay, my- that is true. You have to have the glory of God. It is, but like, Okay, so if he's saying that we're leaving in mass exodus, is their children are walking away from God, doesn't that mean that their parents, those people right now there, do not have the glory of God because their kids are walking away? Oh, <laughs> it's a good com- like a, You mean so it's going hand in hand. People are leaving because the glory yeah, of God is not present. That. Yeah. Right. The glory of God isn't present because of them. Yeah. And so, yes, their children are leaving. Yeah. We are fair. leaving. Yeah, it's yep. true. I don't want to take us down a rabbit a, a rabbit trail here, but I do. I'm not. Ex- what does he mean by the glory of God? That that's kind of. I've I think heard- he means like the fire. I mean, this is honestly just my opinion, but like the fire. You know what I mean? Like the shouting and the running. The, run, and the shouting, the running, yeah, the yeah. waving, the the nonsense. There is a lot well, of I mean, well, I that kind of thing. <laughs> there has been a lot put on that, but I think you could also take the glory of God as like healings. I mean, that was something that was done back, you know, way back in the day. Well, I'm meaning like you know, the emotional like, things, the people well, that have yes, absolutely. things that people have put into yeah. emotion. No, absolutely. And honestly, a, a good CHM or a lot of times when they start talking about the glory of God, they're not talking about like God doing great things as like saving people, like, you know, like hundreds of people at one time or healing people or anything. It usually means running the aisles and yes, that's that, what that's I was afraid it. of. Yeah. They're more yeah, ta- that, yeah. talking about the uh, people portraying the glory of God, not God portraying the glory of God. 
again, like Does that I said, make sense? I, I didn't want to get a sidetracked here, yeah. but I, I've heard that a lot. But and, no, and it's I, a good point though. And I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of unhealthy emphasis put on shouting and running the aisles. I've, I've seen that a lot over, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Sir, continue. And she said, we are experiencing alarming erosion in the conservative holiness movement. And she's right. There's a group of disgruntleds on Facebook mm-hmm. that pick at the conservative holiness movement and criticize and tell every tragic thing that's ever happened. And I thought about, I thought about calling my wife. She, that stuff just depresses me. I don't even want to hear about those people. I, I, I just don't. It just discourages me. Um, but she very avidly and aggressively uh, keeps up with that. And I thought about calling her. Oh, so you've read some of the stuff she's posted, huh? Uh, you know, that's closed a few doors to me, but that's all right. I'm proud of her. I just want to go on public record. I'm proud of my wife. She's always kind and gentle, and she does more research than any five people you know. And when she opens her mouth to say something, it's been said and vetted and read to me and a whole bunch of other things. Pause. And I'm why does she have to run everything by her husband before she posts anything on Facebook? You got that, huh? Because he is the leader. I, do you, oh, okay. You cannot have, like, oh, how do I want to say this? And I'm, not, I'm going off a rabbit trail here. If a guy wants to be the leader, he has to realize that he only has power because she's the neck. If he's going to be the head, she's the neck. He only has power because of her. We women give the power to the husband. I heard it said like this the other day. When the Bible talks about, you know, oh, this is dangerous territory. Good Lord. I know. I know. That's why. <laughs> but where it talks about wives submit to your husbands and all yes, that. And, 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 agreed. And, and then it says, you know, for, for the men, husbands to love your wives as Christ loves the, the church, which is uh, pretty freaking strong. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. It nowhere says husbands beat your wives into submission. Make sure they're submitting. Right. <laughs> right. That's not up yeah. to me to make sure that that happens. You know what I mean? Anyways, like I said, that's... Yeah, that's a, mm. that's a different topic altogether. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, go ahead. Proud of her. And I tell her that. Every now and then I say, now, wait a minute. Hold your horses back up. You don't need to say that or don't say it in that way. Find something else to say. Can it sounds like... Um, uh, <laughs> you and Mariah are a lot like Dan Stetler and his way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. It's the opposite way. No, 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 no. Because if the devil can't pull you in one ditch, he'd like to push you in the other, you know. But uh, I thought about calling her and asking, but I don't even want you to know about it. If you don't know about that bunch of nitpickers and whiny babies and <laughs> people that are Name just... Calling. Huh? Right? Childish name calling. Right? Okay, yeah. keep on going. Oh, they hurt me. They did this. And you know what? <clears throat> Can I stop it right there? Yeah. yeah. I think this is one of the big problems. <laughs> Nitpickers and whiny babies saying, oh, in, in his voice, oh, they hurt me. Yeah. You want to say that to Sheldon Stevens' kids? Oh, man. You want to say that to all the abused people? Do you want to say that to all the abused people? You want to say that that to the the victim of Walter Walter Bradshaw? Uh Uh-huh. You want to say it to the victim of Virgil Carpenter? 
The Bible Missionary Church pastor convicted of two counts. Sodomy, right. Earlier, he talked about how people always just bringing up uh, what, what he said, everything they could find wrong or however it was he put it. You can't just gloss over these things, man. According to what, well, the guy that uh, said John Hopkins, he said, I wish he wouldn't have gone about it in that way. He, like he made it too terrible a thing. I, right. I'm sorry. When you've been molested, it's a terrible thing. And, and just saying this about these people, dude, that, that is heartless. That is heartless as can mm-hmm. be. Yep. There, and the people that have written in to us, the stories that I hear, some of them that brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have the heart to call y'all a bunch of whiny babies running around saying, oh, they hurt me. Right. Yeah. And and Absolutely. and a thing about this too, okay? The way he was making light about it, if he was so concerned about it, he would probably be like reaching out to these people and saying, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry this happened to you. What can we do to make this right? Explain your situation." Like, wouldn't he try to minister to them? Because he's called to minister really to the broken. Care. Yeah, it, it just seems like he doesn't care, and that's just my personal opinion. My personal opinion about that. Well, that's the way it comes across. It comes across that when he's wanting to mimic mm-hmm. the whiny babies. I'm sorry. Wow. That's Can terrible. First verse? Yeah, yeah, go please. ahead. My first verse is Titus chapter 2, verse 2. And it says, um, teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Mm. That doesn't sound like love and patience to me, but no. that's just me. Mm-mm. No, and, and I like how that says patience on there because we are young babes in Christ. We like we're not. I would say we're toddlers. Like we're we've been serving Jesus for a little bit longer than the one just got saved yesterday, but we are still going to make mistakes. Okay, oh, and, yeah. and yes, if, we will. And by having the patience there, you know, his job as a church leader, as a like he's leading thousands of people, okay? If that's the kind of patience he has, that's that's scary. That is scary to me. Let me say something else too. This and normally we come on here and we're all lighthearted and we crack. I mean, we're look not at our last right our last episode. We <laughs> we had a good time, but with yeah. this this is disturbing to me because and Dan, if you hear this, the way that that comes off is that whatever hurt happened to these individuals, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there, there are people that I personally know of, I've talked to some of them, that have been viciously hurt by the conservative holiness movement. And you're saying, you might not mean it this way, this isn't a personal attack on you, but the way you're coming across is that doesn't matter. Keep your mouth shut. And what this is, this is spiritual abuse on full display. Shut up or be made fun of. He had definitely done himself a lot better if he would have, you know, said, you know, there has been some awful things done, you know, in the past. But, you know, we can try to we can try to better ourselves from that and, and try, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just being like, oh, you're a bunch of whiny babies. You know what I'm saying? It's There's like, still awful like, things man. going on right now. Stuff that obviously, oh, yeah. obviously we can't talk about. There's things we hear about. Yeah. I, I don't think I would be uh, out of bounds at all to say there's still stuff going on. And oh, you can't, yeah. you can't just do this, man. 
Nope. These are the people you're supposed to care about. This, these people, the people that have, the people that's written into us, some of their, I miss, we know people, their lives, and I'm sorry for, I don't, I'm trying not to raise my voice too much tonight. Their <laughs> lives have been totaled by the conservative holiness movement. And then Dan Stetler says, whiny babies. Oh, they hurt my feelings. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, I just want to go on record to say right quick, too, that if he was, and I don't, I don't really necessarily think he was, but just in case that he was, uh, aiming that at us, I've not been hurt by the CHM. I am not a whiny baby. I, I was just fine in the CHM. I started seeing a lot of other people getting hurt, and that's when I just slowly started making my exit. And boy, am I glad not I did. Not because of other people, but we, co- yeah. we chose as a married couple yeah, who yeah. started digging the Bible for themselves yeah. and not listening to man-made. Yeah. Oh. And two, I just started, like, I just started seeing, too, that it was like, if you if you ventured away any at all from what they, you know, from what they taught, you know, I mean, even down to like short sleeves and stuff like that, then you were immediately, it was like a click. And if you weren't in that click, you just didn't belong. And so it's like, I'm not going to keep going to a camp or a certain church that I just don't belong in because I don't line up to every single little detail that you guys have laid out. Right. You and know what I'm saying? And so, you're criticized too for every single thing that you uh, don't line okay. up with. Well, it's like yeah. a boys club yeah. because they don't yeah. want to give, they don't want to give power to women. That's a completely another podcast topic altogether. Heaven forbid there be mm-hmm. a woman in power. And that's one reason why I, I seriously think sometimes there's a jealousy issue going on because Natalie is not afraid to say things. She's got some yeah, guts no. on her. God's given her yeah, her a way to speak to people, and they listen. And I think that causes a lot of fear in the holiness movement. And for those wondering what we're talking about, we'll bring in how Natalie fits into this picture. I don't know if we've lost her. <laughs> we haven't her even got that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll bring in how she fits into this in a minute. There was a Judas at the Last Supper. There was a Judas at the Last Supper. There was a Judas in the inner circle of 12. Not the most intimate one, but the inner circle of 12. Why should it surprise us that there are people that are worthy of criticism or worthy of blame? They're going to be there. The devil wouldn't be doing his job if they weren't. They will be there. They are there. But I'll tell you something. If you hide behind bad people, you're smaller than they are to be able to hide behind them. Why don't you step out in the light and walk in the light and do what God wants you to do and be what God wants you to be and get a little taste of heaven's glory in your soul and it'll cure you of a whole bunch of things. Can we pause it? I'm just going to say that like he talks about walking in a light. Mr. Styler, you are 400 years old. Your light <laughs> is not going to be the same that my little light as a tiny baby right. is. Our light's not going to be the same. That's not how this works. You're going to see things differently. Yeah. Yes. you got to walk and in also, light. you're from like two centuries ago, okay? <laughs> Your century isn't the same as my century. But see, that's the thing though, Mariah. You are changing. You are changing. God does not change. God does not change. So why are you changing? 
And I, we've talked about this the other day, Phil. The reason why we change is because we are human. God is perfect. God does not make any errors. That's why God is not changing. We are supposed to be changing. He's still working on me. We are going right. to be changing well, people. I feel like on the main issues, we don't, we don't change. And, and there are very no. black and white issues. What he means, and, and I don't know if he's said that yet or not. I don't, it's all starting to run together. You've heard all the clips. <laughs> um, but that's one of the main pushbacks you'll hear is, well, God doesn't change. So why are you all changing? God never talked about some of these things in the first place. Right. God never mentioned yeah. TV. He never right. mentioned short sleeves or women wearing their hair up or sandals. So what does God not changing have a bit to do with us changing? With whether I change some of the man-made standards or not. Right. Those are two completely separate things. That's man-made standards right there. Well, you have yes. called it man-made standards. In their eyes, though, it is God's standards. So that's why they're not supposed to be changing. Even though God didn't say it, they say God said it, said it in the Bible. And that's how they use it to f- tailor their um, convictions. Yeah. Go ahead, Mariah. I just, I don't understand why, why it's such a big deal. We serve the same God. We read the same Bible. Mm-hmm. We pray the same ways. We sing the same songs. Why does it matter? Why does it matter to him so much that, that we do live our own life in Christ? Why does it matter? He's not living our life. He's not here with me every day. Why do people like this make it such a big deal? Mm-hmm. All they're doing is causing hurt, confusion, and people to stray away. Mm-hmm. Can you go back, Phil, I just, and I play understand. the last little bit? Why don't you step out in the light and walk in the light and do what God wants you to do and be what God wants you to be and get a little taste of heaven's glory in your soul and it'll cure you of a whole bunch of things. Okay. I cannot know that we aren't, that's not what we're doing. Exactly, girl. Exactly. I was going to say, that's exactly what I am doing right now. I have stepped out from behind bad people who are willing to cover things up. And I'm trying to be Mm -hmm. the bigger person by showing Jesus and who he is to broken people whenever they want to sit there and talk about them and crap on them when they are broken. They're hurting. And call them whiny babies. (laughs) Exactly. Like it takes, it takes, this podcast is not easy, guys. I just want to say this to those that are listening. This is not easy to sit here and question every single thing that we've been taught and like drilled into our heads from the time that I was zero to 20. We are throwing tons of things out that we've been taught because it is not Bible. My parents raised me to be able to think God doesn't want me to be a robot. He wants me to love him for who he is. And that's why I'm so thankful that I left the CHM movement because I've realized just how good God is, just how wonderful he is, how forgiving he is, how much he loves us, which is not something that I ever saw really in the CHM movement. It's not taught. It's not no. taught. Grace isn't taught. No. The restoration process, when they want to sit there and have my dad work up on his own restoration process because they don't know how to restore. An organization does not know how to restore their own people back into the fold. What does that say, guys? Come on. Not something I'd want to be a part of. No. You're correct. You're correct. And then another thing I was talking about, too, um, Pastor was talking on Sunday 
the characteristics of a bitter person. And I mean, like straight up, there's so many good things in here, but uh, several of these Bible verses, um, Ephesians 5, 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. That's what we are doing by stepping out from behind bad people, walking in the light, exposing these unfruitful works of darkness. And, and the whole thing of supposedly bringing up some of the bad moments in the right. movement, it says expose, don't have any part with what the works are. How, Take it? no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Ephesians 5.11. So sorry, Dan, that's... We're doing exactly what the Bible says to do. You might, you might cast it as kind of like this whole, they're being petty. Nah. No, I don't dude. call uh, my child being molested petty. Right. Yeah. And the, your lack of concern on that is very concerning, sir. Very concerning. Once you've tasted the heavenly glory of reality, unless somewhere you're given over to a reprobate mind, you're ruined for this world. You're ruined for shallow Christianity. I'm so glad I got ruined. Yeah. I'm not looking for an easy way. I want to be sane, sensible, balanced, but I'm not looking for an easy way. I'm looking for what God says. I'm not trying to please you. I'm not trying to please James Plank. I'm not trying to please Turkey. I'm trying to please God. You best believe I'm not trying to please him. I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not trying else. to please anybody. anybody Here's my issue. Nope. He acts like that's not what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got me. I'm trying to work against God. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Are you joking me right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We're doing the same thing. Can you looking for an easier way? Absolutely not. Actually, this if you really start doing a lot of research, a lot of times this is actually harder. Right. Yes. Mariah, than, what about you? than just lining up to a bunch of rules. You looking for the easy way out, Mariah? I always like the easy road. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, I'm guessing you know. I like what I, I think Brian Holiness has said before. Try coming out from the CHM movement. See how easy it is. It's not an easy road. It ain't easy. Start making allegations that you've been abused and see how far you get with those. This ain't easy. They will slam your head in, in the easy, toilet seat. You would have done it a long time ago. Yeah. The easy, the easy route for me would be to put back on my long sleeve shirt and shave my beard off and go attend whatever holiness church is around here and keep my mouth shut. Yep. Mm -hmm. It would be easier for me to sit there on my hands and put tape over my mouth and put things in my ears and just sit there and nod like I'm one of those bobbleheads that are sitting on the cars. That's all they want. I, I refuse to be a robot. Praise God. <laughs> so there. <laughs> That's why I'm losing my voice. My preach around one of these things or I'll lose it before this is over. So we live in a culture. <clears throat> Where things are eroding and things are changing. Even more scary to me than the outright blatant erosion is, is the waffling and the co-mingling that I see happening. Where people are keeping their name tags on, but they're saying, well, you know, you got to understand. And then they start into this explaining away and rationalizing and justifying. And by the time we're done, we've redirected until we're headed in a whole different direction. And I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Notice the lack of specifics? That generalization? What was yeah. he talking about? You got any, you got any... I honestly couldn't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, because right. he doesn't say. 
He's not specific. We're going yeah. a different route. What does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Please. What route are we taking? <laughs> we, the only thing we know is the other route's bad. We have no idea what that route is, but it's bad. It's the, route, it's the route that he says is bad. See, that's the thing. Yeah. It fits into what he can say. Oh, that's a bad route. So when it leaves you to be able to say, oh, yeah, um, so uh, Brother Stetler, what, what's the route you're talking about? And then he can fill in the, all the gaps for you with what he thinks is the bad way. It's like me saying, miss, don't take that road. The bridge is out. And you're like, what road? Well, just that road. Yeah. Just the road. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Oh, man. And this the is what happens time and time again when you try to pin down somebody from the CHM about their beliefs. They don't give you specifics. They go around uh, Robin yeah. Hood's barn several times. Yep. They never go into the barn. You're exactly right. Yeah. No. Then where's the scripture I, to say about this other road? There ain't. Where's none. the scripture for this I ain't barn? Yet. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he's got somebody he could reference. I haven't heard it yet. I honestly have no desire to look for that. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> let's also talk about how um, he's talking about. Um, oh my goodness! Go back to. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. We're headed in a whole different direction. Oh, you're not, talking about people commingling? But he's talking right there about commingling. So that can be like anybody who is not in the um, Bible Missionary Church or someone that is not in the AWC Church because they believe just slightly different than, um, than what we do. And we don't want to confuse our young people. That's why um, like if my parents had raised me right, I wouldn't have married you because you were outside the Bible Missionary Church. Right. It's true. Actually was told that. That's true. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I disagree with that commingling thing. I'm going there. I'm not going there. More than one time. I know some people throw me overboard because I've stuck by some organizations. But there have been some times when I've been able to get into their board meetings and say, I want to talk to you. And I've said to them, now listen, I have not changed. You have. You have. I'm. The whole statement of saying, I have not changed, to me is basically worthless. What, what does that prove? Yeah. I, I could be wrong for 30 years, but I could say, I, bless God, I haven't changed. Well, that doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Wouldn't to, that mean that he hasn't grown in Christ at all? Yes, exactly. Yes. Where's the growth? Right. So you haven't changed. Congratulations. You still wear long sleeves. But where is <laughs> your spiritual walk? It, the fact that you have not changed in 30 years, there mean you've not grown in Christ? What I respect is somebody that is willing to admit when they were wrong and change. Yeah. To me, that's very respectful. Re- respectable, <laughs> like, sorry. Like Pastor was saying just on Sunday, he's like, all right, so these are characteristics of a bitter person. He said, and I'll be honest, there were a couple of these. In fact, maybe all of these that stepped on his toes a little bit. Yeah, he, he admitted it. That takes guts, man, to be able to stand up there and say, I'm not perfect, guys. I am not perfect. I would much rather hear someone say, I've been wrong in certain things. I was wrong about, you know, teaching this or preaching this or, you know, this didn't exactly line up with what the Bible said because it was taken out of context or it was a man-made. I would much rather respect someone for that than to just say, well, I haven't changed in 30 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right where I always was, I've not changed, and you have. And I'm not going that way. I'm not going to call you mean, ugly names. In fact, I may stand at the crossroads and weep to see you go, but I'm not going that way. 
Hold on, let's pause it. He didn't he call them mean whiny babies? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like he just said he wasn't going to call you names, but then he still called you names. That's what I told Kanan. That's exactly yeah. what I told him. Okay. I think you even said at the beginning of the podcast, maybe it was like. So we're yeah. not going to say that you're whiny crying babies, but you are. So, but I'm not going to yeah. say it, but I already did. So I'm not going to call you names. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm yes. not going to call you mean ugly names. Oh, I, uh, dude, I thought that. Oh, that must have all been done in love. Okay, cool. I feel much better now. We should have we should have wrote down all of these things. I need a whiteboard. <laughs> right? I know. I have that would notes be one and everything. Up trying to figure out a CHMer. <laughs> oh, Brian's God. whiteboard would look like Coach Tomlin's for the Steelers. Oh, it would be all over the place, <laughs> like her brain. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to take the whiny babies here. We're going to do a blitz, and then you got to run right through the King James Version Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the whiny babies break left. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, go ahead, babe. Sorry. Halfway tempted to tell you the name of some of those. I'll tell you what, don't throw... Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Things away that God doesn't want you to give up on. Amen. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's the end of that clip. What else did we just notice right here? Lack of specifics once again. Lack of Bible. Don't throw things away that God doesn't want you to throw away. How do we know What's that, What's he talking Dan? about? Yeah. How do yeah. we know that? I'm guessing if it's important to God, he's going to say it in the book, right? One thing I think that this does, this puts perfectly on display what you've heard us talk about for what the past year when we've, talked to, when we've tried to portray to people some of the bad side of the CHM. Right. So now, instead of having to try to describe it, I can just show it to you. Yeah. This uh-huh. is this is what I'm talking about. It's only a matter of time before they start showing themselves. And like as we've seen here, they have no scripture to be able to back themselves up. So what is implied here, I'm guessing, don't throw away what the holiness movement says to do because you wouldn't want to throw away something that God wants you to do. Hmm. Right? Ooh. Again, lack of specifics. I'm not going to say something like don't throw away your um, uh, uh, not wearing long long sleeves. sleeves, Because if I said that, then you could call me out for it not being in the Bible. Right. And so what they're saying here is if you question what the holiness movement says, then therefore you are questioning God. I I think that's what's implied. Yeah, it is. It is. That's what he said. This is what I heard all my life. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. 
but keep it vague so nobody can call you out on them. It's actually kind of genius, honestly. I mean, for it's C- brilliant. For CHM, like that, like that's what we grew up in, man. Like we never caught on to that until you started like backing away from it and then like looking on to it. Now you're like, oh, that's what they're doing. Well, and here's the sad part, Kanan. So what this does is it makes people just be afraid all the time that they might be throwing something away that God wants them to do. So you constantly live in fear. You do. You do. Boom, roasted. 100%. <laughs> Boom, roasted. And so anytime you want to maybe start, uh, you know, listen to country music or miss you want to start wearing pants mm-hmm. or if, uh, heaven forbid, Kane and me and you want to go swimming and uh, you know, have our fat legs in a pair of shorts. But yeah. what if God doesn't want you to throw that away? Well, now I'm scared. Exactly. It's, it's so true. It's, it's genius. It, it really is. When you think about it, like that kind of preaching is, you know. Hey, um, don't drink this Kool-Aid just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the clip from, from um, the earlier night. This was like Thursday night okay. of the revival. Of the, what is it? IHC? Man, I get those mixed up sometimes. There's a hospital around here called UHC, and the amount of times I have got those two mixed up, especially <laughs> when you're talking to somebody that has never been to church in their life, and you're like, I've just made oh, yeah. a fool of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Paging Dr. Dan Settler. <laughs> That's funny. Let's <laughs> not get him that credit. <laughs> so here's the clip then that brings in Berean Holiness. I've watched parents get out of the driver's seat and give it to some upstart kid. Now, part of that goes back to us as preachers because we didn't preach the truth in our churches and give reason to believe. Again, I want to clarify, this was Sunday night, so this was a second evening that this was brought up. And parents didn't know why. Well, our church doesn't do this. Our church doesn't do that. You know, when you start pulling those stakes up, You start pulling those stakes up, the momentum starts, and by the time you're done, you're leaving left field. Here's a classic example of a logical fallacy, Miss. Mm -hmm. The slippery slope argument. Right. Now, why can't I talk tonight? Argument. I sound like I'm... Dang. (laughs) All my words are running together. Your brain is going a lot faster than your mouth. I struggle with that sometimes. The slippery slope argument. What'd you you say? (laughs) Take my meds. Take your meds. meds. I gotta take my meds. (laughs) And what that means is... (laughs) Don't do this because then where's it going to stop? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and that was used all the time. Because at first those sleeves start Dude. at the wrist and then they go like, you know, mid arm. Yeah. I mean, and then we're going to the elbow and we know my elbow looks like a boob. And then before long, we're going up like towards your armpit. And I mean, your armpit basically shows off part of your boob. And next thing you know, you're naked. Yeah. Where does it stop? I mean, <laughs> there's no stopping, but we're, we're all in naked. A colony. Oh, we're, we're in a nudist colony. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that 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 slippery slope. I actually called a guy out on that a little while back. We were, uh, it wasn't even really a debate, but he said something, and I was like, "Dude, you're you're really using that slippery slope argument there, aren't you?" And, <laughs> and of course, he started laughing, like, eh, "Yeah, I guess I kind of am." You know, like, you know, it's like, you know, come on, you know, come on. Now yeah. here's here's where I think that we differ from the conservative holiness movement. Like I said before, how they just kind of make things up. They're extra biblical rules. And if so if you don't base your lifestyle on the Bible, then yeah, I guess you could go. But when you read scripture and you see what see what it says, you try to figure out, hey, I want to do exactly what the Bible says to do, then you know where it stops. Yeah. It stops where the Bible says. And if it's vague on something, then Canaan, you might have a different opinion of something than I and than I do. And that's perfectly okay. 
Proceed with caution. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being kind of serious, though. If there's something that's a little vague, like you said, like, uh, yeah, we may we may have different opinions, but in my opinion is if there's something you're not really sure about it, and it's very and it's vague, um, let the Holy Spirit guide you in that. Right. If you if you do it or you say it or you wear it or you feel it, then and, and you're like, okay, nope, that's not for me. But you know, whatever. Then that's your conviction, not everybody yes. else's conviction. One thing though, when you get in these certain positions, it's like they don't want to take advice. Like they've they're, they've reached that perfection level where they they feel like you know everybody else is wrong and and I'm right in the things that I'm saying. That's why that one guy was like, I I never apologize when I say what I do from the pulpit. <laughs> yes, okay, so and that that right there just says that there's a problem because like the Bible says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Proverbs twenty eight twenty six. I, we have to be changing people. If we're not, we're going to keep on walking down the bad road. But anyways. You got to grow. You got to yes, grow. Yes, we have to grow. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Exactly right. Yeah. Mariah, you had your hand up back there. <laughs> sorry, I can't see that. I, mean, if he, I know. I, I'm sorry, you can't see. Ephesians 4 even says, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man. What a radical idea. So clever. They yeah. sound like the truth. So yeah. clever. And that's some clever crap. Let me, we got about, uh, what, maybe a minute left of this clip. And then I think there's some other scripture verses where Jesus addressed this same type of thing. Yeah, I'd like to cover those because one thing about this and one reason why we're doing this podcast is to provide the scripture, provide the facts that every single Christian, like we read the Bible, we see that. I've got pages here. Mariah has hers. I know Phil has his. Canaan, what do you got? But anyways. He's um, got the Quran with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... We're, we're talking about how we're providing evidence to why this is such wrong. So, anyways. No stopping. If you don't believe it, go on Facebook. Go on Facebook. You'll see it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a place on... There's a place on there that is drawing every kind of discontent that just blasted everything and everybody we ever have been and ever were. I thought I was going to tell you the name tonight, but I think the Lord snatched it away from me because I can't remember it. Yeah, I do remember it, but I'm not going to tell you now. Because it has holiness as part of its name, and it's not anywhere close to holy. Get so tired of crying and whining. Well, that could go both ways. Mm. He's tired because he is whining and crying, or everybody else is whining and crying. <laughs> a little <laughs> the generalization here. We'd like a little more specifics, please. It's got a holiness yes. in the name. How many organizations do you know that could possibly make Dan Settler upset that have holiness in his name? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. not Berean holiness. Right. Well, not Berean holiness. <laughs> no. No, because Certainly they. Not them. Yeah. They're totally, totally doing everything that makes the holiness look so, so good. Yeah. Mm. 
Here's my thing. Natalie then posted this on Brian Horns. She had a very good response to it. And um, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that's who he was talking about. Berean Holiness. The yeah. CHM's a small yeah. outfit. There's not that many things, uh, you know, with holiness in the name that would make them upset. However, yeah, to me, it does not matter who he was talking about. He's addressing everybody that thinks like we do. I don't care if it's Berean Holiness. I don't care if it's Hillbilly Broadcast. I don't care if it's all the ex-Holiness CHM groups on Facebook. His ideas are still wrong. Right. All right. So this, this is what Natalie said. Thank or Brian Holiness. I would just say because it could be a group of the, from the entire organization that said this. Thank you to Revlin, 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 Reverend Stetler for the special mention at IHC Interchurch Holiness Convention yesterday. According to this clip, if you share biblical arguments against enforcing extra biblical standards or point out how much damage has been caused by dividing and disfellowshipping over them, then you are unholy, you're a Judas, you're a hypocrite, and you are a plant of the devil. We've offered to publish unedited rebuttals to the articles on our website since before we even launched the site. Unfortunately, we received slippery slope fallacies, I can't read, and accusations instead. We look forward to the day holiness ministers choose to address the arguments themselves rather than call into question the salvation of their authors and any Christian who happened to agree with them. There was part of that she mentioned that I didn't have in, in my clip where he did say the Judas stuff again. Let me grab that real quick, actually. Okay. You know, there was a Judas at the Last Supper when Jesus taught them about communion. There was a Judas in those last, those last months of Jesus' ministry. He was conniving with the high priest to sell Jesus. If Jesus' church had a Judas in it, should be, you'd be surprised that the devil has some plants around different places. Yeah, I know we'd like to think everybody that said they're holy really was. But the fact of the matter is, they're not. But you know what? I've known so many real, genuine people. Really, it takes the genuine to be able to define the hypocrite. Because you measure it against them, and you say, oh, they're not like them. What do you think? Was her response in context? Yeah. I wasn't sure exactly what he meant here with when he was going on Judas thing, because it, it could have went either way. Like I said, the first clip we played, I felt like he was talking about, you know, well, there's going to be bad people in the church. This here, I'm not exactly sure what he meant. It definitely looks like he could, you know, don't bring holiness that, plan of the devil. Yeah. We'd like to think everybody's holy, but they're not. Or, or anybody who questions anything, they, they're the spawn of the devil. They're a Judas. They're sowing discord. He's so general with his stuff. The generalities kill me. I'd like to see his plaque that God signed that gave him the power to say all of this. <laughs> yeah, or, or like, who does yeah. he think he is to like, be able to say that people are holy or not? Yeah, that I am. That you're um, not holy. That's what my thought was too. Is like I, I'm not. I, I can't say whether somebody's holy or not. Like, I mean, you look at the the fruits of the spirit, you know. Right. But I have not seen anything. I've not seen anything out of these people. We're talking about bringing holiness, holiness and stuff that. Makes me think, oh, these are not good people. Everything, just because uh, yeah. we disagree. Everything I see out of them is, is great. I think they're good people. 
But it's just because, like you said, we don't agree with them. You know, we can't just agree to disagree and love each other and move on. And so no, no, no. instead they start attacking. Well, and here's something else to think about, too. How long, however long we've been talking, it's been a while. How many Bible verses did we hear from? I, I've not, not heard not one. one. Not one. <laughs> not no. one. <laughs> he was so general. I'm, I, there was nothing specific other than him saying somebody had holiness in their name. It's all generalities. It's all just, there's, there's nothing plain about what the man said. And to contrast that, again, not trying to be disrespectful, Dan, to contrast that, Berean holiness is the exact opposite. If you have a question about something, I know because I've done it. I've done it long before we ever started this podcast. If I had a question about something, I knew I could go to Berean Holiness. Is it dot com or dot org? It's dot com. Right? Dot com. Berean Holiness. Dot com, and I could find long articles based telling me scripture verses and historical context and all that for for the reasons why they believed uh, certain things, why they held certain positions. They are the exact opposite. And that's how you're supposed to be. We're supposed to know why we believe what we believe. Exactly. That way we may be, may be able to give an answer of ourselves. Yeah. You think about this. What kind of a, how shallow must it feel that you do something just because? I would be embarrassed. Yeah. I agree, girl. I, I want to go into some of the responses then that, that Berean holiness got because the holiness people started coming out of the woodwork. And I want to oh, make man, it, they did. I want to make it very clear. I stand beside Brian Holiness on this. Yes. After interviewing Gerald Buston and him talking about how he kept the beard just to stand up against legalism, that was inspiring to me. And then he had to go to UBC and like sit on the platform for whatever function it was. And he's like, the beard went with him. Right. Because he was taking a stand against legalism. Right. I love it. I love it. That is inspiring to me. And I want to take that same type of stand. So when you think, the CHM, those that are listening right now, when you think of Berean holiness and you get mad at them, lump me in that same category. I stand right beside them. I agree completely with how they went about what they did. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Like, according to CHM side, we are pulling up the stakes of what we believe, and that tent cannot stand. But the thing of it is, we want, don't want that tent. We don't want that tent. We want everything to be exposed. Because like the Bible says, like things that are hidden will be made open and known. You think about the craziness of, of what they're doing, that th- they are saying, Dan is saying, essentially, that studying the Bible and coming to a different conclusion, because it says so in the Bible, is pulling up the stakes of your tent and winding up out in left field. Mm-hmm. What in the heck is that? Anyways. Yeah. We got some responses. There's too many good ones to get to the bottom. Oh yeah, they've been uh, they've been getting down. <laughs> uh, like okay, one thing here, someone mentioned: Did he basically admit at the end that the standard of genuine holiness was other people? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. We we, we judged the genuine by the fake or whatever. Right. So we know people. I, yeah, that that confused me too. I got one here because Brian Holiness did post a clip of a holiness preacher from the main IHC. In Gatlinburg from this past year, Mike Marshall, and they posted why they disagreed with it. I don't remember the gist of it right now. They had a good point, but I don't remember all the ins and outs. Somebody posted in response to this. If you scroll back to April, you will see that this. Vi- I just, 
You yeah, got it, Derek? I just found it. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, no, no, no. Keep going. If you scroll back to April, you will see that this very thing was done to Reverend Mike Marshall. If I read my Bible, it teaches that we are not to touch God's anointed. Oh, boy. Brother Dan Stetler and Brother Mike Michael Marshall are both God's anointed servants. Here's, here's, oh, boy. I would not want to be in the shoes of some of the folks writing these comments on the Judgment Day. Mm. Did you see what somebody responded underneath that, though? All believers today are God's anointed. The command from God was for a specific group of people for a specific time. I mean, there's more that keeps going, but that part just really It is true. We are all called of God for some reason. Some to be preachers, some to be teachers, some to be piano players, some to be um, working with the kids in Sunday school, some to be working with the young people, the married couples, the widows. We are all called to something. So to say that the one person who is like pastoring, that one, one person is the only person called of God, like that's a bold statement, real bold and statement. It, and this, this guy replied, this is so good. That was talking about anointed kings. Today we are like to be we are to be like Brians and examine and compare anything preached to scriptures to see if it's true. Mm-hmm. Right. You're exactly correct. So they pull something out of uh, Psalms 105 and they completely ignore what the Brians did in Acts, where it was, we're checking you out, dude. Right. We making sure we making sure you and this was like we talked before. This was an <laughs> apostle. This was a guy you know like directly involved in the formation of, of the of the church. And they're right. like, oh, you ain't pulling the wall over our eyes. Oh, let me try to get up. Dang. Good, good. Car crash. <laughs> Anyways, they double checked him. <laughs> yes. Psalms 105 started about verse 12. When they were few in number of little count and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. I fail to see how that applies to Dan Stetler and Mike Marshall. There's a link I'll, I'll post as well. Natalie and Brian Holderness, they did a very in-depth study on the whole touch, touch not, not my anointed thing. Yes. There's a lot of links that I, I want to attach to this one because she does the work. In, uh, she does. Cole and, and Nathan, I believe it's her brother, they do the work of researching things. And one thing too, l- let me just say this. Whenever Brother Stetler is up there talking, not once did he offer answers to the questions that these people are asking. I know. People go elsewhere asking because we get told, well, you shouldn't be asking those questions because you're questioning the man of God or you are questioning the Bible or you are questioning God himself, which is not even true. I have an issue with that. I have a problem whenever you're up there saying I cannot be asking questions. We were talking about um, a cult. And it says a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Okay. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. I was very, very interested in that definition because whenever we have people that are preaching a man-made gospel, it will seem strange to the Christian. Because it's not in the Bible. It doesn't line up with the Bible. It doesn't line up with the Bible. They are preaching a strange doctrine. Yeah, it's going to be strange to the Christian because it is not the gospel of Jesus. A lot of times 
they will then, and I think it's good for us to go over this too because the people that listen, listen, we're more than likely not going to change Dan Stetler's mind. No, no. He himself already said he hasn't changed for 30 years. Right. <laughs> but anyways. What I'm trying to do is what Natalie mentioned in the, her uh, 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 Brian Holiness post from today. Show people that they are not alone if they question this stuff. And for you to realize, hey, there's a better way than this. And like Brian Holiness does, they offer some answers to some things that these people are asking, whereas the CHM is dropping the ball. They are. And shredding new believers in Christ because they have the guts to ask the questions. And that's why so many people are not asking the questions. And they're going to go to her um, group and ask, like, what, what can we do? Like, what, what's this about? What does that mean? Is it wrong for a woman to wear pants? Is it wrong for me to cut hair? Where does the Bible say I have to wear long sleeves? This is a problem in, in the holiness movement. A buddy of mine, he, he listens to the podcast, me and him talk religion a lot. I value his opinion very much. He is a CHM Christian. Right, and a member. And a member. I am not a member of the CHM. Me and him uh, have these really good discussions where I bounce things off him, he bounces them off me. And my buddy is very much asking these same questions that, that we are. I'm not right. saying he necessarily comes to the same conclusion, but he wants to get down into, into the deep and figure out, okay, what exactly are the answers to these things? And he was told by somebody, you know, you're, you're kind of the, um, how do they put it? Without insulting him, I think they were kind of saying, you're kind of a, the odd one out. Most people aren't like that. Most people don't really dig into this and, ha- and try to answer all these questions. And he was like, what? Most Christians are not trying to do their own research? This was a, in the holiness circle. Wow. That he runs. And he's like, why? Why am I the odd person out? To me, this should be something that every Christian tries to do. Yeah, it's, it's scary that um, he even was willing to admit that, oh, yeah, people don't usually question me whenever I say things. That, that's, that's a problem. Right. So let me make this very plain with this bullying mentality. And, and there was... Dan Stetler has also preached it, like I said, I, um, IHC in Gatlinburg, where he said some things that just were not biblical at all. And I feel is flat out spiritual abuse. Like we said, we, these, these ideas are not scriptural. No. They're not there. Him pushing these ideas, getting, getting worked up, getting emotional, and, and I guess you could say passionate about it, that has nothing to do with whether something's right or not. I can get out and, and yell all day long along the side of the road. About something that has, that has no bearing on whether it's right. It reminds me of the the story of the chicken that thought the sky was falling, and she was <laughs> screaming over and over and over, "The sky is falling! The sky is falling!" It wasn't falling. It was right. just her perception of it, and that's well, exactly what's going on. It. Yes, whenever Stetler's up there doing his thing, losing his voice because he's up there screaming about us, it doesn't mean he's right. <laughs> And maybe at some point we will go through that, some of those things that I see, because it's become almost a badge of honor with certain members of the holiness movement now to then step up and defend right. what Dan Stiller said. Right. How do we bring this thing to a close? So we've said a lot here. We've and said I a just lot. want to, this is not meant to bash anybody. Um, and it, and honestly, I do not know. Brother Stetler's spiritual life. I do not know it. I'm not claiming to know it. Um, at the end of the day, he has to answer for everything that he has said and done. 
But I know for me as a person as that's on this podcast, our goal was to be a voice for the ones that are afraid to say something. We get messages from people all the time talking about it and saying, hey, thank you for saying this. Thank you for saying that. Um, different ones that they're afraid to say something because they get ripped up and told that they're a Judas. They get told that they're a backslider. They get told that they're the hypocrite because they're willing to actually think for themselves. And so this right here is just us saying, keep being strong, keep <laughs> asking the questions. It does not, in the long run, you, you are fighting for your own soul here. You are. And so that's what we are wanting to um, bring attention to. Um, and I've, I've said this before, and people probably get tired of me saying it. This kind of stuff, I firmly believe, can cause someone to cast away the faith. Right. And wind up ultimately going to hell. Because if you believe that everything the CHM tells you to do is what you must do to be a Christian, oh, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Life's tough enough as it is without having to worry about, oh man, is my, um, do I have the right color hose on? <laughs> Can somebody see my elbow? Right. Um, you know, I got some. Do I, I have got, enough hairspray on? Yeah. Is this the wrong kind of chapstick? Does it, does it shine a little bit? Does it, uh, somebody, do I have the wrong color necktie on? I got a pair of cowboy boots on. Whoops. Life's hard enough as it is. My skirt has pockets on the butt. Right. There's a split in my skirt. Whatever. You add all that extra stuff on, it's awful easy then for people to just say, I can't do that. I can't do it. Right. But then when they, when, when they themselves are deceived by this kind of thinking, to then think, that must be what I have to do to be a Christian, right? but I can't do that. So therefore, I can't go to heaven. They think there's no hope for them, that they are damned. Yes. Yeah. I can't live according to that Christian life because so-and-so said that's how I'm supposed to do it. And they're the, they're, they're the man of God. So if I don't do what they say, therefore, I'm not going to be able to make it to heaven. That's exactly what it comes down to. That's the danger. That's, that's that why is the I danger. feel so strongly about this. This is why we did this episode tonight, not because we hate Dan Stetler or have anything against him, but Dan Stetler's wrong. Dan Stetler is wrong. So for, for those of you listening that might be wondering, okay, what do I do? Jesus dealt with the same kind of thing. You had the Pharisees, they added all kinds of rules and regulations onto the law of Moses, onto the, you know, the, the Old Testament law. And their reasoning was very similar to the CHM. We want to live carefully. We want to stay so far back away from committing sin that we will make extra rules to make sure. Right. So, therefore, you know, we'll stay that much farther away from the edge. And then they would get on to you for going past their safeguards, not actually sinning, right? but just going past the safeguards. The conservative holiness movement has done the same thing. Yeah, you're right. We're going to keep you from sinning. Uh, we don't want you to be a, a drunkard, okay? That's the sin. So don't drink alcohol at all. Don't drink alcohol at all. That's, that's given with them. However, don't even go to Texas Roadhouse and give your money to a restaurant that also serves alcohol. But we can go to Walmart. And spend like all the money at Walmart, right. which, you know, has cigarettes and has, you know, tobacco products and has alcohol Be of good, all kinds. Right. Here's a, here's another example. Um, be a good steward with your money. So that's what we're supposed to do. So then their reasoning is, hmm, probably shouldn't gamble. That seems like that's bad. Okay, don't gamble. Uh, so then you probably shouldn't be any place around gambling. 
That's probably bad. Uh, so there, don't buy raffle tickets. That's also that's a that's a chance. Uh, don't go to amusement parks because they got the little like you know throw the ball for the teddy bear. You're taking a chance. That's gambling. You see what I mean? I never thought about that one. This is what they do. So they're now if you go to oh you're slipping. What'd you go to amusement yeah. park for? You're going past the safeguards. Because but the amusement parks are not the same that they were before. Like they had those uh, things that would blow skirts up and all that crazy stuff. Oh, it stuff. was still wrong when I was. That was one of the, that I was know, honestly saying, one of the things. One of the reasons it was given by a family member whom I dearly loved. That was one of the reasons why I shouldn't go. So Jesus dealt with the same thing, and here's what he had to say about it. This is in Matthew 23, verse 13. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying. Wow. Let me read from Matthew chapter 15. And I wanted to do this as well so that y'all, y'all got chapter and verse. Right. For, situ- for, for ammunition you can have to defend <laughs> yourselves. Yes. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what would you have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. That's how Jesus dealt with it. Yeah. You're also going to hear the excuse that you are to submit to your spiritual elders, your spiritual leaders, and I believe that we should uh, listen to them. You know, do, do exactly what the Bible says. However, there's a test here, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Go ahead and bring that up. I was going to say, but they are also supposed to be doing certain things before we follow them. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Not just follow me. He said, as I follow Christ. So when you see stuff getting away from the book, don't follow that. Get out of there. For your own well-being, good Lord, get for the sake of your soul and for the sake of your family's soul. Because not only are you, are as parents, here we are, we're raising the next generation. And if our job, if we're not following Jesus, we can follow people all day long and be drinking the Kool-Aid. But I want to have children who know why they believe what they believe and have a personal relationship with God. And so if I'm following a pastor who's telling me certain things, that he believes is what we're supposed to be doing, his perception of the Bible. That's right there is where it gets wrong. Because it's not the Bible. It's what he thinks the Bible meant. Oh, yeah, the Bible meant um, women are supposed to wear skirts all the time. But did you do your research? No. No, no you're just going along with it because that's what you've been taught. Get into the Bible. Get into the concordance. Get into different reasons of why the Bible says what it does. Because he wants to talk about cultural things. We don't change. God doesn't change. Right. God does not change because he is perfect. We are not. We are supposed to be changing every single day. It is a work. We are working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Every day I wake up and I put on a pair of pants, 
I'm like, okay, this is what, not because this is normal for me or this is cultural for me. I've prayed about it and I've talked about it with God. And I've been like, if I'm not supposed to wear these, you go ahead and you let me know. I am open to change. And that's one thing that they do not want to change. They've said 30 years and I have not changed. Well, okay, that, that's, that's a problem. It is a problem. I guess to land the plane, I, again, Dan Stutler, I'm sure this will probably get back to you. It's and if you'd like to be hits. on the show, if you'd like to explain yourself, let's just go ahead and get on that. If you would like to explain yourself, if you'd like to come on, talk, absolutely. Email us. You can call us. I'm sure you can get a hold of us by messenger because you said your wife is on there. Come on and, and we'll talk it over. Yeah. The, but this is, I feel like you're really missing the boat here. I feel like you're really missing the boat. Uh, and, and, again, nothing personal against Dan Stetler at all. Nothing personal against his family. No, we're just listening to what he says and it does not feel like love. No. Let me just make that clear. This does not feel like love. And it definitely doesn't hold up biblically. No. You good, miss? I'm good. I'm. <sighs> Lord help us. I also want to say th- this one was difficult to do. Yes. I, I got advice from uh, several different people that we usually talk the podcast over with and, and ask them how to do it. I feel probably failed at doing it correct or doing it perfectly. Uh, we'll give it our best shot. Right. No malice intended. We just got to We got to do better with this stuff. There's people right. hurting, and I want to let you know that I definitely love you. Jesus absolutely loves you, and um, you can have that relationship with Him that that you're looking for. Right. You good? Bunch of whiny babies. <laughs> Later. Bye, guys. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.